Hello and welcome to SAE Tomorrow Today, Unplugged. I'm your host, Grayson Brulte. Today's topic is partnerships and markets, two very important factors in the future of mobility. The future of mobility will not be a go-to-loan proposition. It's going to be one that's grounded in partnerships. It'll be one that's built on trial and error. You know, there'll be things along the way that benefit us, and there'll be things along the way that failed to work. History can show us. History is our guide for what's possible. What are the outcomes? Are We don't know, but history is our guide for us. History acts as our Sherpa. Let's take a look back in history. Let's go back to 1981. The age of gold and flying. Well, we had interesting fashion, too. It was glamorous to go on a plane. First class was a big deal. What happened then? American Airlines introduced the AA Air Pass for $250,000. What that pass do? It guaranteed unlimited first class travel for life. How great is that? Can you imagine that today for a quarter million dollars you get unlimited first class travel for life? There were stories of individuals they went from New York to Maine to London to, to Frankfurt to LA to Hawaii all on one thing just because they had nothing else to do and after all, you don't have to pay for the flights. You've already paid for it. It's a sunk cost, as the economist to me would say. But what happened with that offer? Well, it sounds great to you and me. It turned into an extremely proposition for American. So what do they do to counter it? Like any good business, they raise the price. From a quarter million to 600000 in 1990. That's nine years. It more than doubled. Then what happened again in 1993? Demand didn't slow down. American raised the price to $1 million. And what happened? You guessed it. They kept losing money because of the demand. It was too good to be true. So in 1994, American closed the business. What happened? American, they learned the hard way. That sometimes customers who are willing to spend are the customers you don't want. You don't want them as a customer because they're not a profitable customer. They're going to cost you money in the long term. You're a publicly traded company. You're operating a business. You have to talk to your shareholders. You've got to make a profit. You've got to grow the revenue. While the AA Air Pass was a novel idea, it proved to be unsuccessful due to market demand. It's a cautionary tale. It's a success of the program. It collapsed under its own weight. There's a lot of scenarios in life. There's a lot of scenarios in, in, in mobility where a good idea collapsed under its own weight. And I'll give you another example from, from history here, a little different one here. Divorce insurance. Think about it. Divorce insurance. 50% of, of all marriages in America end in divorce and separation. That's right. 50% of all marriages in the United States end in divorce and separation. It's sad. It's true. But you ever wonder why you can't get divorce insurance? Our startups tried. They, they tried really hard. It's been introduced numerous times. What happened? Well, history can tell us from what happened with American. It collapsed under its own weight. Insurance startup said, okay, well, you're going to buy us insurance for X thousands of dollars a month and you get divorced. We're going to cover all your uh, legal fees. Well, they made the classic mistake. Wait time. You know, divorce is on the horizon. You could feel it. You just know it. Oh, I'm getting divorced. Well, maybe I'll wait six months. Let me buy the insurance. Yeah, the insurance company will pay it. Hence, you can't buy divorce insurance today. The market died. The, the market collapsed because it proved... It was impossible. You couldn't underwrite the risk of diverse insurance because the statistics are so not in your favor. Americans saw the same thing there. It wasn't in their favor uh, due to demand. They took chances. They, they took, the startups took chances. They created a new company, but they learned the hard truth about markets. They act as a judge and jury at times. That's right, a judge and jury. 
It's not to say that all markets or new startups are bad. No, you got to commend an entrepreneur that's willing to put their financial life on the line to create a new partnership. That's what happens. And that brings me to my point about the future mobility. Partnerships. If those startups that were so ambitious that wanted to do divorce insurance talk to underwriters, they would have understood that they're, hey, there's not a market here. Okay, well, that could have told them that. Partnerships are what's going to define the future mobility. And, and when you get the partnership, the ones that succeed are going to be the ones that are bathed in trust. Trust is going to be the glue that holds us all together. Trust is going to allow the partner on either side of the partnership to tell you the truth, the hard truth. Your idea is not going to work. We have to pivot to this. Market economic conditions are doing this. We have to do this. That's where the truth comes in. The truth comes in when your partner tells you the truth. You know, companies might come together. Some will succeed, some won't. But if they're grounded in reality and they're grounded in truth and they can have those hard conversations, they will. They will succeed. One of the markets where we're seeing a lot of success is in the autonomous trucking OEM partnership world. We're seeing some really great success, successes there. Give me an example here. Aurora has a OEM partnership with Car and, and Volvo Trucks. Well, well done, Team Aurora, on that. Torque has an OEM partnership with Daimler Truck. Daimler's the majority owner of Torque. Well done on that, Daimler. Well done, well done Torque. Here's an example of an OEM partnership that didn't work out too well. Too simple had an OEM partnership with Navistar, but that relationship failed due to deteriorating market conditions. You can read the public filings on that one. It just it deteriorated. Perhaps it was the trust. I'll leave the filings for you to decide that one. And then you, you look at the industry as a whole. Waymo's going to get a deal with a truck manufacturer at some point. Kodiak's going to get a deal. Plus is going to get a deal. All the autonomous trucking guys, they're going to get a deal. Why? Because the deals are a win-win. They're deals that benefit both parties. As the OEMs get access to the autonomous driving technology, they need it. We got a driver shortage. And autonomous driving technology, the, if you want to use the term the, the virtual driver, it's the future of their business. That's where it's going. For the autonomous trucking guys, they get access to a redundant chassis. What does a redundant chassis do? Increases safety. and allows them to build the best virtual driver they can. So this, these partnerships between the autonomous trucking companies and the OEMs, it's a classic example of a win-win scenario. Both parties win. Not only do they win, they profit. The OEM can sell the autonomous driver for a per-mile fee, increase their revenue. The startup's getting revenue from the truck companies. They could perhaps act as a reseller or whatever the, the model might be able to go. And, and more importantly, for the autonomous trucking startup, they have the ability to produce factory-grade autonomous trucks right off the factory line. Trucks that look good, and operate, and that are automotive grade. That's a beautiful thing. The same thing's happening on the, the passenger side of the autonomous vehicle world. Cruise has a partnership with GM, and that's that's going well. We're all seeing what's happening in the, in the news as, as GM scaling, and the big thing changed in 2016 when GM acquired the ownership stake in Cruise. Everything changed. Cruise went from a, a startup run by Kyle Vogt to a GM company with access to resources, access to world-class engineers. These world-class engineers inside of GM, they know how to build vehicles. They know how to scale factory operations to produce new vehicles. Look what's happening with the cruise origin now. It's being built by GM, and if you happen to be in, the, in San Francisco, 
Look on the road. They're testing the cruise origin on public roads. This taking cruise software technology, GM hardware engineering, and ushering in the future of mobility. That's special. How did this happen? It happened because of partnership. Without the partnership between GM and Cruise, this would have never happened. I'll go on the record and say, state the following, that GM allowed Cruise to reach their true potential, and in my opinion, they're just getting started. Without GM, I'll say it very bluntly, Cruise wouldn't be where it is today. Cruise wouldn't be kicking butt, scaling, driver out, multiple states, three states driver out operations. They're scaling. On, on the GM side of the house, Cruise gave GM what they needed. An autonomous vehicle strategy in a market that was demanding one. Mary Barr goes on a earnings call back in 2016, 2015, 2014. Miss Barr, what's your autonomous vehicle strategy? Blah, 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 blah. Well, guess what? We've acquired a majority staking cruise. Mary Barr now GM has the strategy. And you got to give Mary Barr a lot of credit. She's implementing her strategy for cruise. She's investing in cruise. She's not cutting corners, and she's allowing, as I said earlier, for Cruise to reach its true potential. What Cruise furthermore did, it gave GM a star. It turned GM from General Motors, in my opinion, to General Innovative Motors. And they keep going. Look what GM's doing with Brightdrop and their, and their FedEx partnership. That's scaling. GM is an innovative company today. They're not your traditional Detroit automaker. How was that done? Partnerships. And you say, oh, well, autonomous vehicle companies are, are in the early days. They're not growing, and Miss um, Barr has to get on the earnings call. Well, let, let me give you some numbers here to, to justify uh, Miss Barr's strategy. In 2022, Cruise generated $102 million in revenue. It's projected to grow to $276 million in 2023 and $525 million in 2024. From 2022 to 2024, two years we're looking over 400% growth. That's over $400 million in growth. Now imagine Cruise is operating drive route, six states, seven states, eight states. Perhaps it's generating a billion dollars in revenue by 2025, 2026. And I'll go on a limb and say maybe it's even profitable by 2030. You don't know. But what Mary, Mary Barr and, and Kyle Vogt and the CEO of Cruise have a mutual respect and mutual trust for each other. That's what's enabling them to scale. It's the trust of the partnership. Well, GM Cruise Partnership's been a home run success. And you can use the term uh, a runaway success if you want. There's been others in the Tom's vehicle industry. They frankly failed. They've fallen apart. L look at the sad situation which happened with the Argo Ford VW relationship. It was a mess. <laughs> I'll just tell you point blank. It was a mess. There was infighting. There was, I don't want to be a part of this. There, there was a lot of disconnect around trust. There was the IPO that was rumored to go and... Word on the street, rumor was that VW planned to sell all their shares of the IPO to dump it. They didn't want anything to do with it. There was a lot of mistrust between VW and Ford. There, VW wanted out. With VW wanting out, the IPO markets closed, no path forward. Ford was left to try and find a co-investor in Argo to keep it alive. Unfortunately, they failed. Ford failed. Argo failed. A once young, bright, promising autonomous vehicle startup from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, Abruptly shut down on August 26, 2022. Sad day in autonomy. Real sad day in autonomy. Great engineers building a great product. Why did Argo fail? That's the million dollar question. We know one thing for sure. The trust between the parties became fractured. 
and it was never repaired. The partnership lost its trust. The partnership collapsed. That's why trust is one of the most important aspects to a partnership. And you're seeing trust deployed in other sectors. Just, I mean, outside of autonomy, you're seeing trust deployed now in the electric vehicle charging industry as Travel Centers of America and Electrify America partner together to install 1,000 charging stalls for electric vehicles at more than 200 locations in increments of 50 miles. Why is that important? You're going down the highway. You know, every 50 miles, you're going to have access to a reliable charging station. I use Electrify America's charging stations. And frankly, they're reliable. Electrify America, I'm, I'm a customer. And your charging stations are reliable, and you're teaming up with Travel Centers of America. Okay, I can charge the vehicle, get, get a cup of coffee, or, or get a Gatorade, and go on my way, because I trust every 50 miles on my journey, I'm going to have the ability to charge. Then on the other side, the big competitor to Travel Centers of America is Pilot Flying J. They've got a partnership with GM, where they're rolling out the Pilot Flying J Ultium Charge 360 powered by EVgo. But what's GM doing, as I said earlier? They're going big! They're innovative. They're going a coast-to-coast electric vehicle charging network consisting of 2,000 charging stalls at 500 Pilot Flying J travel centers. That's 2,000 charging stalls at 500 Pilot Flying J centers. That's a lot. What's enabling that big infrastructure spend? Trust. Trust is enabling companies to scale. Trust is enabling companies to build meaningful partnerships that leads to meaningful revenue. And if we look at the current situation in the stock market, stock market's gyrating. We're getting mixed messages from the Fed. Investors are uncertain where we're going. Frankly, most investors are guessing on the outcome. So where does that leave mobility? It leaves the mobility industry with trust. We have to trust our partners that no matter where the economic conditions are going, they're not going to abandon us. We have to build the open, honest dialogue with our partners. Because M&A activity is going to heat up and New partnerships are going to be formed. New alliances are going to be formed. Some of the acquired companies, they're not going to like it. They're not going to like the way that this is going. But to those acquired companies, give a word of advice. Swallow your pride and be thankful for the outcome. You can live to fight another day. You made your investors whole, hopefully. You've got a job with job security, perhaps a one-year or two-year contract. Run with it. Absolutely run with it. Well, some of the partnerships I highlighted today have been a success and others have frankly failed. It's always important to keep in mind that trust and true understanding of the market. If you don't, there is no partnership. Part of the ways of being a good partner is adapting to changing market conditions. We saw what happened with the AA Air Pass. They tried to adjust to a changing market. They couldn't keep up with demand. They kept raising prices and raising prices and they couldn't meet the demand. They tried but they didn't truly understand. Will you truly understand market changing conditions? Will you, tru- will you truly adapt? Will you be honest with your partners to figure out how to usher in everything? Because I want you to think for a minute. Imagine a mobility world without partnerships. It's not possible unless trust is fully evaporated. If there is no trust, there is no partnership. It's time to build the future. I repeat, it's time to build the future. It's time for companies to continue to develop meaningful, trusted partnerships that generate revenue. Study history, study history, study history. Today is tomorrow, tomorrow is today, and the future is and has always been trusted partnerships. If you've enjoyed this SAE Tomorrow Today Unplugged, or have general thoughts or questions or feedback, or you don't agree, reach out to me on Twitter at GBRULTE. I'm looking forward to the conversation, and thank you for listening. 
SAE International makes no representations as to the accuracy of the information presented in this podcast. The information and opinions are for general information only. SAE International does not endorse, approve, recommend, or certify any information, product, process, service, or organization presented or mentioned in this podcast.